the Super Dad Podcast. Welcome to the Sober Dad Podcast, episode 62. It has been an interesting last few days. I was going to, I was actually sitting at my computer trying to record this episode on Monday in the evening and the power went out. So I threw out a message on X and decided I was going to do it again on Tuesday night. And we had just finished dinner and was getting the kids all ready for their nighttime routine and And the power went out again. And no secret that there's been a lot of storms going on all over the U.S., I guess. But yeah, the one here knocked out our power twice. And we don't normally lose power. We have underground wires in our neighborhood. So wherever the issue was, it was wherever it comes out of the ground, I guess. So yeah, two nights in a row, no power. But I'm here. I'm getting it done a couple days late. But yeah. So before we get started, the usuals, you can find me on X at SoberDadPod, and you can find me via email at SoberDadPodcast at gmail.com. Today, I wanted to talk about higher power, and I know that people in AA, NA, the other 12-step programs, higher power is a common phrase that you hear, and I know that other people that don't like God or the God thing or are agnostic or atheist have a big problem. Not all, but people have a problem with the whole, they call it the God thing in AA and other programs. But AA specifically says that God as you understand him or God as we understand him. So there, for instance, I went to an in-person meeting, the first one in a while on Monday night before the power went out. And I, the subject was basically strengthening your spiritual connection or strengthening yourself spiritually. And that can mean a lot of things for a lot of different people. And there was a lot of good shares at that meeting. One individual was an atheist. And when he got into the program, he had a big problem with the God thing. But when he saw that it's as you understand him, then he took that and actually went to basically every different type of religion thing that you can go to. He said he saw rabbis speaking and he went to go to a Buddhist talks and went to different temples and churches and all this stuff. And through doing that, he kind of found his own understanding of what God is to him and religion is to him. And that worked for him to where now he's several years sober. So that's kind of the, when they're talking about a higher power, basically just something greater than yourself. And I believe I've mentioned this before. I grew up raised Christian and I do believe in God and I pray and do all that. But when I first got sober, I, when I was first trying to get sober too, I used to ask God for help constantly and always, you know, pray for him to take the compulsion to drink away, pray for him to find a way to get out of this and to stop the lying and all that. And I do believe God had a hand in me telling my wife finally to come clean to her 
her, despite all the fear I was feeling and all the trepidation. Like I, I figured after that conversation, I would be alone. She would leave me, and she threatened to, but to her credit, she didn't. And but for whatever reason, that on that day, I just decided enough was enough, and I came clean. And I do believe there was some divine influence there somewhere. But on that note, when I went to my first meeting and I bought my big book and I was sitting there listening to all the steps and higher power and all that stuff. And I was in that chair at that meeting because I was desperate to keep my family together. I wanted to not lose my wife or my kids. And I was putting all of my faith and everything in them. And like I've said before, and many people say, you need to get sober for yourself. You have to want it and all that. And I wanted it, but I didn't necessarily want it for myself. I wasn't there for myself. I was there for my family. And I've said this before, but I got sober for my family and I'm staying sober for myself because I could not live without my family. I don't know what I would do, where I would be, but it wouldn't be pretty. I know that. So when I got my big book and I sat through that meeting and just feeling miserable and like a total piece of crap, I went home into the office. I opened the big book and on the first page, I just wrote two and then my family's names, my wife, my kids. And I said, you are my higher power because I put all of my faith in them. They make me stronger. They are something greater than me. So they are my higher power. And like I said, that's not to be confused with God or replaced God for. I do believe in God. But when I am feeling down in my recovery, when I'm feeling like I'm stumbling or just not doing right, I lean into my family. I hold one of my kids close. I kiss my wife. We do things things together, play board games, just good quality family time helps refill me, I'll say spiritually in air quotes, but that reminds me what I'm in this for, what I'm fighting for, what I'm in recovery for. And yes, there's a lot of benefits to being sober health-wise and just quality of life things, and that's all good for me, and I'm doing that for myself, but I will never not give my family all the credit for my sobriety and they are the driving force behind my sobriety. So when you're new to recovery and maybe you are religious and so that's that's a good easy thing for you as far as the first three steps of the program, especially two and three, about admitting to God and all that and asking your higher power to remove this from you. That is something that's very easy for people that are religious. But then there's the other side. A lot of people in the rooms that I've listened to came into the program not believing in any god or any kind of religion or spirituality. And most of them, I think all of them that I've heard sharing that have been in the program for a long time and have been sober for a long time have found some form of religion, some form of god. They don't seem to have a problem saying the word god anymore. 
are. And you know, that's a great benefit because there are countless studies out there that show that being part of like any religious community is beneficial to you mentally, socially, and all that. And just believing in something greater than yourself is a great thing. I mean, if you don't think there's anything out there better than you, then I feel like that would make it hard for you to relate to other people or see commonalities. Because in religion, we all believe that we originate from the same being, the same source. And if you just think that you, your ancestors crawled out of the muck or whatever, and there's nothing out there after death, then in my personal opinion, this is not a, a dig on anybody who's an atheist or whatever, but if there's nothing after life, then what is there to strive for? What is there to live for, right? So that the community that is built around religion and spirituality or even AA is a great boon to people. And it's that accountability in those communities that helps more than anything. I truly, um, I've said it all the time, keep saying it, I will always say it, accountability is the best tool for doing anything, especially recovery and staying sober. If you are accountable to somebody, you are far less likely to F it up than if you're just secretly trying to do it on your own. I tried that hundreds of times and it never, ever, ever worked. The one time I finally came clean and told somebody about it, the compulsion was gone and I have been sober for now almost 11 months and I don't see any way that I could possibly go back at this point. And I owe all that to my higher power, my family, and my God. And that's that's it. So the important thing is to find something greater than yourself to believe in and to hold on to that, to pray to that, to immerse yourself in that, especially in the hard times where you're feeling really down. I know I've heard stories of lots of people when they're feeling a certain way, they think they're going to drink or use or whatever, they pray and they pray and they pray. And that is often enough to help them get through that. And it's been said before that the average craving only lasts a few minutes. So if you're really feeling away, you know, hit your knees and start praying and just keep praying until that feeling's gone or whatever your thing is. For me, I do pray, but also when I'm feeling a certain way and it doesn't happen very often, but that's when I will, like I said, I, I just lean into my family. I hold one of my kids tight. I play with them. I take them to the park or something, just anything to remove myself from my current feelings. And the feelings that generally bring on any kind of desire to want to drink are stress, anger, things like that. So that can be difficult when your higher power, mine being my family, is the thing that's stressing you out, is the thing that's making you mad. And that's where prayer comes in for me. When I can't lean into my family because I'm mad about something that happened, that's where I have prayer. And I'm not going to say it's a fallback because that sounds and feels kind of weird to say that God, you fall back on God. But yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people fall back onto prayer when they have no other means. And that has gotten me to this point. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. And it's been working well for me. So finding your higher power is a big deal. And that I highly recommend if you're new to the program, if you haven't put it down, like put pen to paper, whatever your higher power is, your kids, your dog, God, your car, it doesn't matter. Just something that's greater than yourself, something you feel deep down is greater than you. Write that in the front cover of your book, whatever program you're 
you're in. Put it down on paper. This is my higher power. And then every time you open that book, you will see it. It will remind you. And then you'll remember what you're doing this for, what you're in this for. And of course, you should be in it for yourself. But it does not. No one's ever said it can't be both. So that's what I got for you this week. As far as the sobriety topics, find your higher power. What is your higher power? If you already know what it is, awesome. Write it down. If you don't know what it is, just look deep into yourself and what is what is something that is greater than you that brings you comfort, that helps you through things, be it your family, a friend group, the program itself, AANA, any of those, your family, whatever, something greater than you that brings you comfort that you can rely on, depend on when you really need help and hold on to that and use that for your accountability and just your driving force and you'll be fine. Okay, so before we go, I have been talking about on an exhibit. I decided, because I was looking for something to do, like I said, I'm not big on resolutions, but I wanted to do something that would last an entire year. Something that would start out a little easier and then end harder. And I landed on the thing where I decided that I'm going to do push-ups equal to the day number in the year. So on the first of the year, I did one push-up. Second of the year, I did two push-ups and so on. Uh, I'm recording this on the 10th. I have already done my 10 push-ups. So by the end of the year, on December 31st, I will do 366 push-ups in that one day because it's a leap year, so 366. And so, yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to be a little hard. But um, I checked the numbers, and it is 67,161 push-ups for the whole year if you do push-ups equal to the day number every single day for the whole year, 67,161. So it sounds like a lot, but you you know, just by the end of this month alone, it'll be 496 push-ups total. And the other thing I'm doing, the rules I've set for myself is I have to do the push-ups separate from any workout routine I'm doing. So I don't get to count. So the other day I did 60 push-ups as part of a workout, but that didn't count towards the, I think it was eight push-ups for the day. So just a little something to push myself and a fun little thing to, you know, mentally find the time and the uh, motivation to do it. And I've been posting every single day on X when I finish my pushups just for that accountability. So people see it. And so if I don't post it, I either forgot to post it or I failed and I'm not going to fail. I'm going to get this done. It's something I just thought up on my own and it sounded like a cool challenge for myself for a whole year to be consistent every single year because I was, even on my days off from the gym, sometimes I just forget to do anything. I don't go on a walk, don't do any push-ups or crunches or anything, and it just felt like I was kind of wasting my off days. So this way, I will get a little bit of physical activity in every single day, and by the end of the year, it's going to be a lot of physical activity every single day. So yeah, if you guys are interested in doing that, it's very easy. If you want to catch up, today is Wednesday the 10th, so do 55 push-ups, and then you're caught up. Otherwise, you could just jump in tomorrow, which would be 11 push-ups, and then Friday would be 12, and so on. But yeah, let me know if you guys think that's a fun little activity to do. You can send me a message on X or send me an email. And yeah, that's all I got for you today. So power willing, I will come out with an episode on Friday, a dad skills episode. And until then, remember to raise your kids and not glasses. (laughs) 